This is The Naturalist. In every podcast episode, we're going to highlight the products, ideas, trends that are shaping the CPG industry. Or that we just really like. We wanted to dig in and really ask that question that how how should brands think about messaging their sustainability efforts? Where should they focus their sustainability efforts? I just got back from New York. And yes, what were you doing in New York, Adrian Smith? Well, it was it was actually very exciting. Um, Natural Foods Merchandiser and New Hope. I'm not sure if you're familiar with those. I've heard of that. Yes, they're good. We were a finalist in the Neil Awards, which is a B2B journalism award. And it was really all about the trends coverage that we did. So around Expo East and Natural Foods Merchandiser, we talked a ton about the trends. We had them on newhope.com. We talked about them later in this podcast and others perhaps and so it was um we were finalists for all of that great industry coverage so it was really exciting to go to new york and attend the awards ceremony well congrats adrian and it is really cool congrats to you too you worked on that issue too True. Well, and I think it's exciting. Congrats to us all because and everyone in this industry doing this work, because I always love to see recognition from the broader media world, publishing industry, events industries on just recognizing the importance of sustainability work. And, you know, it's it's I think it ties to our conversation today because so much of our trend coverage is related to sustainability and healthy healthier options overall and to see increased awareness around that, both from consumers and from the industry that we work in, the media industry is really cool and exciting. So I love that recognition. One of the trends that we covered in that issue, because like you said, it was really a big, broad team effort. One of the trends that we covered with the help of one of our, our, well, one of our guests, our guest today, Amanda Hart, was the trend of sustainable messaging. So we started diving into this a little bit in 2022. We talked about it a little bit when we, at the end of the year and in early 2023, when we talked about really the evolution of trends, you know, what's going to happen with the sustainable messaging trend. And then Amanda and her team really dove into that with this fantastic research into sustainable messaging that then they've put into this great sustainability report that we'll be talking about today. So lots of fun, lots of connections. Lots of connections. We didn't even plan out those connections and it just, I know it. <laughs> well, sad. yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to that conversation with Amanda and there are so many interesting things happening in the sustainability space, certainly, but specifically in that area of communication strategies to help get consumers to really understand what's going into these products. And I have been pretty intrigued by this, like somewhat of attention. I think it's attention that we're seeing, which is that there's the simplification of the message, right? Like, let's just keep it like clear, simple to the point, also fun, engaging, relatable. That's awesome. Then at the same time, there's also this shift toward 
really quantifying impact so that it's not the sustainability greenwashing of the past, but companies are really making the commitment to measure their positive impacts on the planet. And that's a much more technical conversation. So I think some of this is how do we find that appropriate balance of the technical aspects and the numbers that are really going to ensure that these companies are making a difference and then not overcomplicating it because then the reach becomes much, much smaller. Yeah, I mean, I certainly tend to think that consumers are smarter than we give them credit for. Call me crazy, but I always kind of prefer it when I see a brand really talking through its sustainable messaging messaging or sustainable action on the packaging. I love it when I see the story told on the package. Consumers can read about, you know, where they're sourcing their products, how they're getting their ingredients, you know, really dive deep into all of the great things that these brands are doing because we talk about so many brands or we see so many brands that are doing truly impactful and incredible things for the environment. And that's a big effort on their part. You know, I always look for those brands that really tell their stories. But I think in our interview today, Amanda really brings up a great point in that packaging is expensive. These stories change. They they evolve. So what are some of the ways that brands can tell those stories without necessarily reprinting their packaging every time they, they get a new achievement? You know, we'll dig into a lot more of this in your discussion with Amanda. One thing that crossed my mind as you were talking, Adrian, was, you know, it is an evolution. And as companies make these commitments, things are going to change. And that's why I feel like the final piece of this around the messaging is that companies have to be vulnerable. They have to realize that they may be putting things out to the world that may not be true in a year. They may not meet those commitments. And as long as they're communicating that and taking consumers and retailers along on that journey with them, I think that there's a a willingness, a a forgiveness that can come from um, among consumers around like, hey, we understand you may not get there, but you're being very transparent with us. So I think the transparency and the sustainability conversations really go hand in hand. Yeah, I agree. And I think that vulnerability and that willingness to admit mistakes and to admit issues that we've had is is something that consumers can actually really relate to. I think it makes the brand all the more relatable and, and it brings consumers along on that journey, like you said. So, Well, let's hear what Amanda had to say and then we'll jump into the list. sustainability trends, efforts, these claims, they're all so important to the industry. So to answer some of these questions and talk about some of these important issues, we will be speaking to New Hope Network's own Amanda Hart, the Senior Manager of Data and Insights on the next team. And Amanda's going to be sharing some of the takeaways from the unique research that New Hope carried out to really help support brands as they think about how to bring their big sustainability efforts to the marketplace in a digestible way for consumers. Thanks for coming, Amanda. Nice to have you. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. So Amanda, I think that you might be our only two-time guest so far. Woohoo! That's a big, that's a big, uh, big deal given the business. You know, the the first uh, in the first dozen episodes or so. So we're so excited to have you have you back. Well, I love any opportunity to talk about the things that I'm passionate about in the industry. So you can have me on as many times as you'd like. We will hold you to that for sure. 
So Amanda, um, I really wanted to dig in a little bit to the sustainability report um, and, and how that came about and the inspiration for this research. I distinctly remember having a conversation with you and some other team members back in maybe November or October, uh, where we really tried to talk through just, just some really strange messages that we were getting from the community. So one of those messages is or was um, a brand telling me that they were advised not to share their sustainability message on their packaging because um, of a worry that it would confuse consumers. So the brand had a really great compelling water scarcity story about how they were conserving water using um, only native crops that didn't need irrigation. And But they didn't tell us any of that on the packaging. And so um, I found that really to be at odds with what we've been hearing with from consumers about wanting more sustainable products and also that that in, the importance of communicating those sustainability stories on the packaging. So am I remembering that right at all? Was that a total thing I made up in my brain? No, that's very accurate. Yeah. No, I recall we were we were wondering what the strategy is for how brands should communicate their sustainability efforts. And oh my gosh, there is so much to unpack there. And if anyone that has worked with us and submitted a product to the Nexties or been at our trade shows and been to our conference content, know that all of us are so passionate about brands that are stepping up to solve for some of the hardest challenges out there around eco-social issues that the food system is responsible for and the food system has the ability to solve for. We wanted to dig in and really ask that question that how how should brands think about messaging their sustainability efforts? Where should they focus their sustainability efforts? And we wanted to provide something in the marketplace that is accessible and affordable. And we looked at other sustainability reports and research that are in the thousands of dollars. And we wanted to create something that hadn't really been discussed yet. And we used our our experts in our network, our branding and our marketing and our PR experts, as well as a consumer survey to get at the question of how brands should think about um, messaging their sustainability efforts. Well, so before we go any further with that, maybe the first question is from your research, what did you learn in terms of how important sustainability is to consumers? Well, we learned that when it comes to making that purchase decision when you're actually when the consumer is experiencing that stress of whether or not they're going to purchase a product and spend money on it we see that that sustainability was fairly uh low on that level of importance uh when yeah, when you're in the basket when you're in the grocery store when you're online and you're in the cart and you're about to pay sustainability ranked lower than price and what was available and nutrition and and other health and health and nutritional claims and that this is where the messaging becomes so important sustainability was still very important up to 30% of natural channel shoppers say that sustainability values and looking at the sustainability claims and efforts was very important to their purchase decision, which is a big number for the natural products industry. So that's great to hear. But, you know, price and availability and other aspects as ingredients are important. So what the research shows is that it's really 
uh, important to communicate your messaging around your sustainability efforts in a variety of channels. There's the importance of communicating through social media because sustainability is not fixed. We're never sustainable. We're always in pursuit of doing better. And it's a journey. It's a dynamic journey. There are many steps and processes for brands to implement in order to achieve their goals. And digital platforms and social media is the way that brands can tell that raw story behind their journey to to their ambitions. And what we see from the experts and from the consumer research is it's important to share that that granular journey. If you're just selling a product on an ambition alone, that can set you up for a lot of risk. If you're if you're if you're over aspirational and you haven't met your target yet, and then you're you're not communicating how you're going to get there and take the consumer on that journey, that's kind of a risk area that is a, a necessary stress in the marketplace for brands to really consider. And so it's important to have goals and targets, but sharing how you're going to get there is really important because consumers like us, I think, just want to know more about how their how their purchase is really making an impact into the broader issues in the marketplace. So just to make sure that I'm understanding you correctly, I, I'm, I'm feeling like you just kind of went two different directions. On the one hand, you're saying consumers do care, but maybe they don't care as much in the store. So maybe there are other ways of communicating that sustainability messaging, like social media you mentioned, you know, that that is not necessarily in the retail environment. Is that right? So that is a great question. And so that brings the other aspect of the research. So consumers are paying more attention. There's an opportunity to connect with consumers in a space where they're not stressed about making that purchase decision. And more and more consumers are finding information. They're discovering new brands before they're even ready to purchase it through social media, through Instagram. And so this is an opportunity to educate them, to get them familiar with your values, your mission. And then in the grocery store, at that point of purchase, there's such a great opportunity to work with the retailers as well, to communicate, to sample, to to work with the retailer, to communicate your messaging, to, to sample regularly, to connect with their consumer, both like-minded consumers of the retailer and of the brand and educate the consumer around the, the sustainability goals of that brand, as well as promotions as an opportunity to be seen in retail. But what is super critical is that consumers are finding more information about a brand's sustainability journey through social media, but they're verifying it on package. And so it becomes crucial because when they're on in that checkout process, that's when they're looking at the label flats and they're they're looking for attributes and claims and certifications that align with their standards. So it's so important to have a simple claim certification, simple messaging on package that you can then back up and demonstrate your efforts to those certifications. For, for me, I think it, the industry, it's no longer just about getting an organic certification logo and then your responsibility in the organic space is done. More brands are stepping up and standing out because they're actually sharing the journey with their consumers through social media about 
why they're digging into um, organic, why it's important for consumers and why it's important for the planet. And so having that multi, uh, we call it omni-channel messaging. We're thinking about social media for dynamic storytelling, packaging for verification and simple messaging, retailers to come together in community to to, um, connect with the consumer together. Well, well, let's back up there a minute because what happens when, you know, we, we recently did a consumer survey, I think it was last year, about how familiar consumers are with certain eco-social claims or with certain sustainability claims. And I was actually surprised that some of those claims that we think consumers are so familiar with, there's still a big gap there. I think it was a third of consumers are still not familiar with the term organic and what it means. So backing up a little bit, what do brands do when they're doing these great things for, you know, whether it's plastic neutral or carbon offsetting or regenerative agriculture, but these are terms that consumers might not be familiar with. I mean, how much of that should they be explaining? I mean, this is a, this is a question I wrestle with myself all the time, but how much of that should they be explaining on the pack? You know, should they be telling consumers what regenerative organic or what regenerative agriculture means? because there are so many consumers that still don't understand that term. So how do you best communicate a term, I guess, that people might not be familiar with? Yet? Well, and I think that that is changing. I believe that survey results uh, didn't look from a, a generational cut. And so we, okay. when you look at a generational cut, you'll see that third will grow to 50%, 60% when you get into the the Gen Z and the millennials that are paying more attention to, to very detailed uh, accounts of how to make a better environmental and, and social impact. The point about messaging is to be truthful. The point is to share where you are on your journey, not just where you want to be. And if you have the means to do that on your packaging, you you absolutely can, but you have to find that simple terms, simple language, simple pictures to communicate with your consumer. And but it gets challenging to change up your packaging if your if your journey is constantly evolving and dynamic. And that's where social media really play comes to play a role in being raw and truthful. And we're even seeing amazing brands out there communicate things that they've they're trying that maybe haven't even worked, which I think is amazing. Hey, we put in our best effort regrained to purchase, you know, to package their energy bars and compostable film. And they communicated to the marketplace, to their retailers and to consumers that said we just couldn't find a solution that uh, um retained the integrity of our product on shelf at this point, and we're continuing to work against it. Well, I do think it's a great point that, you know, certainly something that I complain about a lot when when we're looking at the next few awards is that we read these fabulous descriptions by brands of all the wonderful things, mission-minded, sustainable actions they're taking, and then you look at the packaging and there's nothing there. So obviously, um, I think it's a great point, just the fact that this process is evolving and so getting new packaging made every time you get a new, you know, achieve a new goal, 
obviously is challenging. So I'm really glad you brought that up. And then of course, there's that question of it's a lot easier to put your story on a milk carton than it is to put it on a candy wrapper, right? Or something, something super tiny. Yeah. Earlier, you mentioned certifications, and that's obviously one of the ways that brands can support their sustainability claims. Do you think certifications are still important to consumers? Are they more important than they used to be? Are they? There's so many on so many packages right now. Yeah, absolutely. I do think that it is very important to have that verification because consumers are looking for something simple on package to verify against that this is going to meet their values and their needs. And but it is there is just it, it is so not a one dimensional marketplace. And I think that that is really what this report illustrates is that there are so many connection points that brands need to have to really stand out and get their message across. And those connection points are working with certifications, working to uphold the integrity of certifications that have have like organic that sometimes run afoul with consumers based on New York Times reports on the integrity of, of organic certifications. And so you get brands that are really stepping up to to ensure that that certification means truth and integrity in the marketplace. And then again, you know, going back to that, it's more multidimensional than one dimensional. You, the certification proves a point, but then there's there's additional work that needs to be done to ensure that you are uh, earning the trust of consumers in the marketplace. And that brings us back to being more detail-oriented in simple terms. And I say that and I see the contradiction. It is freaking hard. I mean, I don't know the answer. (laughs) Details and information because more and more consumers are then doing additional research. They're hearing about something. Something piques their interest. They see a new certification. They see a new claim. They see a, something about a brand and then a, around their sustainability and they're intrigued. And then they're following up with Google to learn more. So it it just it behooves the brand to ensure that they are very familiar with everything that goes into their product, because if they make claims that really don't align with the truth of what's in their product, that could also be a risk in the marketplace. So it really seems like what you're saying is it all comes down to storytelling, telling your story in an authentic, honest, straightforward way. And certifications are a part of that story, right? So it's part of your story, but it's it's not the complete story. So maybe if we just sum it up in a nutshell, brands, tell your stories, be authentic, be vulnerable, because I think everyone really can relate to that vulnerability as well, share those successes and failures. And um, am I missing anything? And find partners and find partners, find partners to share your story, find retailers that are excited about your uh, your sustainability values. And, and I feel like there's a huge innovation opportunity for brands and retailers to work together to communicate in the marketplace on on sustainable values alignment. Message, uh, get on social media, share your story on Instagram. That's where 
more consumers, younger consumers are having the opportunity to discover discover more brands before they, they make a purchase decision. Well, that's great, Amanda. And I know that you have a lot of great, unique, uh, valuable data in the sustainability report. Um, a lot of things that we weren't able to touch on today and a lot of the things that we did touch on in, in a lot more granular um, ways. So check it out. Sustainability report was available in, um, on the, in the NBJ store on newhope.com, if I'm correct. And thanks so much for being here today. Yes. Thanks for having me. I gotta say, Adrian, I was like feeling a little bit drained today, exhausted, really. And The Naturalist has given me new life. <laughs> the power of the list. It's time for The List. The first product we have today are Airly Crackers. So Airly was the next winner. I believe it was last year. And Airly, they call their crackers the first climate positive snack. So that's right there on the label. I love that they're just really open about their climate stance. They work with farmers. They use regenerative agriculture practice to capture more carbon than is produced when they make the crackers. So it is really that kind of seed to shelf accounting. And they put that story right there on the label uh, box, which I really, really love. And the other thing that I love about Airly is that they do it at a really accessible price point, but it really is proof positive that companies can do more to produce climate-friendly products for all consumers. So this is an accessible product. It's got a great climate story right there on the package. And I just think Airly is a great example of that great sustainable messaging. Completely agree. And another company that has done really great things in the healthy snacking and specifically the cracker space is one of our favorites, Moonshot. And Moonshot is... Girl, love Moonshot. Love Moonshot. Love Julia Collins, who is the founder of that company. And it's just been really exciting to see their growth. And of course, recently being acquired by Patagonia Provisions, which is such a cool example of how, you know, this this entrepreneur can take a seed of a vision and turn it into something so big and so special. They're also focused on on the climate-friendly food movement. And I love how they're positioning. Their packaging is really fun. It pops in the store and it really focuses on that climate message. It's right there front and center. You see moonshot on the package and right above it, you see climate-friendly crackers. And they're really focusing on soil health and regenerative agriculture as a major solution to our climate crisis. So congrats to Julia and certainly love what this company is doing. You know, I can't hear the name Moonshot without thinking of the Nexty song that we did to announce the winners of Sing it, just that little. You're going to throw that out there. I found it. Moonshot mid crackers that fight global warming. <laughs> You do have a great voice, I told you. Even I know is wowed by your vocal prowess. Well, Moonshot will be forever in my brain. And that of all my families as I sang that song 900 times in my home. (laughs) Who's next? (laughs) Thanks for that one. Um, I also love Numi Organic Tea. Why give a shout out to Numi? I drink their teas pretty much every day. And they've done something that I think is 
just really fantastic. They've added a climate, what's it called? It's a Numi carbon footprint label to the bottom of every box. So you flip over the tea box and it has a full breakdown of the product's emissions. So we've got four categories, ingredients, packaging, transport, and preparation. And this is something they've done just to be incredibly transparent and also really to give consumers an insight into the carbon impact of each tea. And then of course, this brand is also climate neutral. It's a certified B Corp. All of its teas are USDA organic, non-GMO project verified. So just a really great sustainable brand that really put that mission out there and has added that carbon footprint label to all of its packaging um, for consumers. Such a fan of Numi and everything that they're doing. I visited them in California years ago and got a bunch of their tea. And I finally, I think, used my last of their bags just the other day. It was a very bittersweet moment. I can buy more. Uh, yeah, there's... Well, yeah, I was going to say, you can buy them. I got them all the time. <laughs> I will always buy and support the companies, but that just had... <laughs> that one was nostalgic for me. I, I, I have always loved... I love it. I, that's so cool that you got to visit. Yes, yeah. It was a tea everywhere tea galore uh okay the next company and i know that you talked about amanda being a second timer on our natural list and this is a company that was just on the list last week but we couldn't help but put them on the list again because what they're doing is so relevant to this conversation it's coco kind because we love their sustainable facts panel i think this is a super creative way of communicating the different sustainable sustainability aspects of their products. They put something that looks like a nutrition facts panel on the product itself, on the packaging, and they address things like carbon emissions, ethical labor for the production of the product and packaging and what goes into it, as well as really detail how to recycle the product. So I really like that. And I did want to read one quick thing that I saw on there, a statement that I saw on their website from a couple of years ago, but they said, Sure, we want to share our philosophy on sustainability and our ongoing work to continuously improve our practices. Sustainability in progress means that there is never an end state. We must continue to find areas of improvement. That includes taking the big step that we are today to re research our impact and share this information publicly on our packaging. So I think that that really summarizes a lot of the things that we've talked about of, of taking your consumer on that journey with you. So I, I I love their commitment to doing that. And, you know, that makes me think of one of the things that Amanda and I talked about in the interview, which is, you know, I was saying it's obviously not the same having a carton of milk on which to tell your sustainability story as it is to have, you know, teeny tiny package, but Coco Kind is doing it. And I'm guessing that not all of their packaging and personal care brand is huge, right? So they're making it work, whatever the size of their packaging, from, from what I understand. But, yep. speaking of milk and milk cartons, our last product, oh, my last product on the natural list is Neutral Foods, Carbon Neutral Organic Milk. So I'm sure most of you have seen this in the stores by now. It's a very impactful package um, carton of milk. It's got its story out there. The mission of the brand is to drastically reduce carbon emissions from the agricultural system. It's organic. It has carbon neutral certification. Um, it has all carbon offset purchases to truly make them neutral wherever they're 
um, sourcing doesn't do that for them. And it really tells that story again. They use the entire carton to tell that story of what is carbon neutral, what does it mean, um, not only to the brand, but also to the planet. So really love what Neutral is doing. They've put it right there in their name. So I just am I'm really excited to see how that in turn impacts the rest of the market internet message out there. Yes, definitely, Adrian. So funny, as you were talking, I know we've discussed this on the podcast before, but like what it must be like shopping with you and shopping with me. And I don't think we could ever go <laughs> to the, we have run into each other at the grocery store. <laughs> Wasn't it? Is it a grocery store? Uh, we run into each other during shopping. Yes, during the yeah, shopping. During shopping. We'll just leave it in. We'll that. Leave that. <laughs> that sounds very sketchy <laughs> or mysterious. <laughs> we were at a certain store. And yes, we love really digging into products and packaging and, and I think being able to read labels in the aisle is really fun. And so, yes, it would be, let's go shopping together one day for sure. Let's go. Let's go. I think on purpose. On purpose. <laughs> okay. So the final <laughs> company, and before I jump into this one, I do want to just give a shout out to all the companies that I'm seeing that are coming out with sustainability reports, impact reports. Dr. Bronner's has been a really great example of doing that in such a thorough way. They talk not only about their sustainability, but also about their ethical business practices, their fair trade initiatives, all of the work that they're doing to support planet as well as people. And I'm seeing so much more of that. Spinster Sisters just introduced their sustainability impact report. So kudos to those companies companies doing the hard work to get there. Uh, so maybe I just added two. I, it, it was my final one company, actually. I'm like, I'll, I'll fit three more. I'm, I'm, I did get two signing more as soon as you finish. <laughs> so Alex Ice Cream was a favorite in the Nexty Awards. And if you pick up their ice cream carton right on the top, you can see a really powerful and simple message around regenerative agriculture, regenerative farming. If you look on their website, and that's what I want to talk about, because this is like peeling back the layers of an onion and uncovering these different parts of the story, but they do that in a very simple way. So on their website, they talk about regenerative farming, what it is, how it compares to conventional farming, what their potential impact is, who their supply partners are, and then they talk about their different certifications and what those mean as well. And it's just a really fun, engaging, bright, uplifting website as their whole brand is. And of course, the most delicious ice cream. It is so delicious ice cream and it uses no onions, I will point out. That is true. I don't think that savory skew would be flying off the shelves, but you never know. Want to be on The Naturalist? Send us an email at thenaturalist at newhope.com. 